Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast. I'm Andy Sylvester, editor of City AM. You may hear a little bit of background noise because I'm on location today in Soho talking to local businesses dealing with new pandemic plan B restrictions. And it's that that's going to take up much of our time today as well as Boris's week from hell. I'm joined by Sasha O'Sullivan, our opinion and features editor here at City AM. Sasha, why don't you take us through the timeline of what in modern history, and certainly peacetime history, must be one of the worst weeks of headlines for any prime minister in some time. So it's been quite a week for Boris Johnson, and his week has actually stretched on a little longer than your conventional seven-day um, stint, because it actually started back on the 30th of November when the Daily Mirror broke a story saying that Number 10 had hosted a Christmas party. Um, this kind of rumbled on quietly in the way that things tend to in Westminster before blowing up very abruptly in everyone's faces. On Sunday evening, Dominic Raab took to the broadcast round and said that any party that did happen, and it definitely might not have happened, wouldn't have broken the rules anyway. And then the government kicked off Crime Week on Monday with Boris Johnson dressing up as a police officer. I imagine that when he did so, he didn't anticipate that people would be accusing him of breaking his own rules. Um, and then on on Tuesday evening, we had, after several ministers had denied either there ever being a Christmas party at number 10 or if there was a party, no one broke the rules. We had a video emerge of the former, now former number 10 aide Allegra Stratton, who was supposed to host the televised government briefings, mm. joking about a Christmas party, which may or may not have been a secret Santa, um, which may or may not have been a cheese and wine night. And a number of other number 10 aides, including Ed Oldfield, now... On Wednesday morning, no cabinet minister was willing to go on the broadcast rounds that we have every morning and defend either the clip of Allegra Stratton or um, Boris Johnson, who was not in the clip, but for not mm. necessarily being straight with us about what happened in December 2020. And subsequently, Boris Johnson stood up in PMQs on Wednesday morning and said, I am very distressed about the party. I don't think there was a party, but there might have been a party. <laughs> but if there was a party, I had no involvement. And if it did break rules, people will be held to account. Now, a number of hours later, a very teary Allegra Stratton appeared on television um, resigning. She so far is the only person to resign. Mm. Um, Ed Oldfield, who was also in the clip, remains in the job. And at some point in all of this, Carrie Johnson found time to have a baby. Um, and as well as that, Boris, or the Conservative Party rather, was fined for the refurbishments of number 10, which Bori and Carrie Simmons took under undertook earlier this year. Mm. So yes, it quite is, a week. It's been, it's been quite a week. Um, I saw a, a tweet from the Mirror's political editor, Pippa Currar, saying that you know, it was 10.34am on the Thursday and she was already very much ready to return to bed for the weekend. Um, and fair play to the Mirror for running that Christmas party story because, goodness me, they ground it into the dirt. And I have to say, I thought, they really are banging on about this. I'm not sure anybody minds too much. Um, but it does seem that, as ever, it's the, the cover-up, not the crime, that's, that's causing all the trouble. Amidst all of this... 
of course, the most substantial thing that's happened is the re-emergence of, of restrictions, COVID-19 restrictions, work from home orders, uh, masking up in, in most environments, though not hospitality, um, which seems quite bizarre if you're a city centre pub, that you're the only place you don't have to wear a mask, but you're also the only place where nobody is going. Um, there are suspicions, and I'm not confirming or otherwise, but there are suspicions that some of these restrictions have been moved forward as a distraction, which were raised by Tory MPs in the House of Commons. It's extraordinary, really. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that if they were meant to be a distraction, they've just kind of added to the fuel and the fire <laughs> of, of this week for Boris Johnson. I think at this point in time, bear in mind, I don't think we're voting on the new rules until next Tuesday. There are already 50 Tory MPs who have gone on the record saying they do not support them and they will not vote them, vote for them. So Boris has quite a rebellion on his hands. Um, and I think that the fact that there were a number of people in Downing Street last year, possibly, you know, even more parties outside of just the one that we've kind of focused on. Mm-hmm. I think that that has meant that the people who would ordinarily not necessarily stand behind the rules, but might simply abstain um, are really furious. And, uh, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of people actually saying Boris Johnson is, if not on his last legs, he's got no legs. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no one has ever lost money betting on a Boris Johnson comeback. And in 18 it's months' true. time, if the, if the economy is ticking along at 3%, if growth is back well above pre-pandemic levels, if the sun's out, if England win the World Cup in 2022 <laughs> in Qatar, all of these things, you know, the nation na- nation's mood may well have mm-hmm. shifted and Boris doing the, the sort of hail fellow well-met routine um, will probably be exactly what it has been for years, which is the most campaigning, most effective campaigning tactic and personality we've seen in British politics for decades. If not, some of this stuff is going to stick. He has lost some of his lives, I think, if you imagine him a, 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 as a cat. Um, terrifying thought. Um, but when you look at these Plan B restrictions that are coming in, we know that Omicron cases are going to continue to rise because the restrictions that have been placed in already to me seem like a bit of a halfway house they are not going to stop the spread so to speak of cases um you know i am in soho there are pubs and restaurants that are relatively busy probably not as busy as they would have been without the announcement earlier this week no doubt business will drop off next week but people are still going to be out people are still going to be in hospitality settings, getting the train, going to theatres, seeing family. So the caseload is going to increase, which puts Boris in a bit of a tight spot, really, because you've got these restrictions on the way, which are not going to be enough, probably, to do what he said they were going to do. So he's stuck between a restive Tory party, restive scientists who are going to be pushing him to go further. And in the middle of that, you've got a degree, frankly, of moral authority slipping away from the restrictions that are coming out of number 10. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, these restrictions at the moment really look like do something restrictions Mm. just for the sake of it, rather than a real coherent thought as to how we're going to deal with Omicron. Or to be honest, even what dealing with Omicron looks like. There's no sense of where we're supposed to be going with these restrictions. There's no sense of, you know, 
what needs to be done to reel them back. And frankly, earlier today, the number 10 spokesperson said there are no plans to bring in further restrictions, which, as we all know, feels like a really horrifying <laughs> precursor to them than bringing in plans. Um, yeah. So I, I do think that there's he has a real struggle on his hands. And, you know, if Labour decided to actually do something and vote against these restrictions, which is highly, highly unlikely because they do mm. support further restrictions that, you know, there could be a real mutiny in the House of Commons um, yeah. because Boris Johnson, he just doesn't have the leadership. Uh, to be honest, I suspect he doesn't even have the faith of his cabinet right now. Um, mm. And he looks like he's kind of running a circus from number 10 which with a bunch of 20-something-year-olds. Yeah, tough tough ask. But as I say, all of this will be forgotten if if the economy ticks forward and we, we get out the other side of Omicron or it turns out to be mild. Politics is a, is a long game after all. But put it this way, he is setting himself up much like the England cricket team this week. And the less said about the Ashes, the better with you, Sasha. Um it's a bad it's it's a bad start. It's a bad foundation. Um and he's gonna need to play a few strokes between here and and the next sort of three, four months um in order to get the scoreboard ticking in his direction. Let's leave it there. Um Sasha, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And that's all from us at the City View this week. We'll be back on Monday in print as well as in podcast form. <laughs>